the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, and of course on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. We have a great show for you today. We'll introduce our guest in just a moment. First of all, I want to let you know that our program, is, as well as all the programs you hear on our radio stations, are supported by our friends at Florida Door Solutions. And we'll let you know that if you have garage door problems, big or small, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at fladoor.com or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions is your solution. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you, please. On today's program, a little bit later, we joined by Pastor Blake Lawrence of Blake Lawrence Family Ministries to tell us about a very exciting golf tournament he is sponsoring and for his ministry coming up later this month with some really high-profile, interesting uh, people playing in that tournament, and as well as some great causes, and he'll bring us up to date on some of the great work that he's doing with his ministry. But right now, we're going to be joined by Grant Malloy, Kirk of Court and Comptroller for Seminole County, who last week on our program, we spoke with Grant briefly. He gave us an update of his first approximate three years in office as Clerk of Court and Comptroller in Seminole County, and also talked about his upcoming um, um campaign kickoff as he will be seeking re-election to that office and the campaign kickoff took place last Thursday evening and now Grant is here with us to give us a little insight into that event. Well Grant thank you for joining us. Hey, hey Roger thanks for having me on it was good uh, seeing you the other night too appreciate you stopping by. You really enjoyed being there and I did want to have you on to, to give an update to our listeners since we talked about it you know, the week before and it was really a wonderful uh you know, campaign event. It was just a wonderful gathering of like-minded people, people who believe in you know take being active in the life of their community, especially in the the political and government realm of our community. Um, people who uh, are passionate uh, and patriotic Americans, and people who want uh, Seminole County to have efficient, responsive government, and they were all there to support you as you continue, um, you know, your efforts to, um, you know, as you offer yourself for re-election to continue those efforts, specifically now um, in the office of Comptroller and Clerk of Court. 
but it was very impressive, and I'd love to have you just share a little bit about it with our with our friends. Sure. Yes, uh, it was uh, you know, obviously last week uh, we had over a hundred people turn out, which was just great. I'm always humbled by the support you know I get uh, from from the people in the in the public and and you know some of the nice comments. I always give credit to you know my my office here and the great job. I got a lot of good people that are working and all believe in the same mission of serving citizens, protecting tax dollars, and uh, you know making it easier to get through. Uh, the court system and, and property records and that sort of thing. So it was a great event, GrantMalloy.com is my website, G-R-A-N-T-M-A-L-O-Y.com. Uh, the sheriff was there, you know, the property appraiser uh, that talked about how well we're working together right now and, and making uh, government more efficient. Um, also was very honored to receive the Distinguished Service Award from the Simoe County Bar Association. I didn't know this, but they said that award's only been given out four times for outstanding achievement, and uh, that, that was real humbling as well. There's a lot of excitement. There's still a lot of work to do here. It's hard to believe it. Four years has gone by since the last campaign, and we're still working on things like going paperless, uh, uh, improving our full service to the citizens at, at the courthouse. We've got the courthouse merger. There's still a lot of projects in line, but we've made enormous project progress rather with the projects we have. Uh, made a lot of money off of uh, county investments, returning more money to the taxpayers uh, and the general budget. Uh, so I'm re- I think you know we're getting really good compliments on what Simmel County Clerk's Office is doing, and I'd like to continue that service. So definitely need people people's help in this upcoming election. It will be 2020, and uh, we need petitions. It's the first thing. Uh, petitions to get on the ballot, and obviously donations, but uh, vote. I need your vote, too, and this comes up next year. So I really appreciate being there, and it was a great turnout, and I'm looking forward to hitting the campaign trail. We're speaking with Seminole County Clerk of Court and Comptroller Grant Malloy on the Roger Frank and Williams show today. Grant has just recently announced his uh, he will be seeking re-election to that position, and he just had his campaign kickoff last Thursday evening you know grant one of the things that that got my attention about being there was what a great cross-section of citizens you had there you know you had people who had uh, some of our top um, most respected elected officials representative scott placken was one that i saw there um you know many others uh, linda trocine who's the uh, chairman of the republican party in Seminole county um, other distinguished people, former, you know, both of our dear friend uh, Senator Gary Siegel uh, was mm-hmm. there. Um, I, did, I have a chance to say hello to Gary, but it's always wonderful to see him and his wife. Of course, um, Pastor John Butler Book, who has uh, you know probably half a century or longer uh, record of, of activism in our community, uh, was there. But also just people that. Uh, you know, citizens from the precincts and from their neighborhoods who were there to to support you, uh, you know, in terms of um, immoral support, if you will, but also they're ready to roll up their sleeves and and go to work out on the camp train camp trail in their in their neighborhoods and their precincts, doing what needs to be done to support you. And I saw people there that were back there uh, in your original campaign for office, right? Um, you know, many years ago, back in the late nineteen eighties. So anyway, I'm, I suspect that had to. Um, Make you feel good, of course. Uh, you know com- your fellow commissioner uh, Lee Constantine was there. Just to name a, name a few of the people, but uh, the the more impressive part of it was how many 
what I refer to as real citizens, you know, people who aren't in the paper every day, people who are not uh, well-known, if you will, or, or household names in Seminole County were there to, to um, do whatever they can do, um, you know, to, to help support your efforts. Um, can you just, just address that, address the, uh, the kind of the nature, yeah. if you will, of, of the people that do support you and the people who have always, you know, actively uh, supported you? Yeah, that was that was a great observation, and I had the same one too. It was really a great mix. Obviously, everybody's important. Everybody has one vote, but there were some people I hadn't met before that saw the event on Facebook and, and came out to say hi and express support. Saw some old friends that helped on the campaign last time that are, are ready to go again, and uh, elected officials were there. You know, last time weren't too many other than Marianne Morris. weren't too many elected officials uh, uh, hanging around. Uh, but uh, I think everybody's seeing the great job we're doing. They're really excited. And you're correct. There was a, a big cross-section of people from all walks of life there. And, and that represents the community. And just, you know, really excited to get out there. I also want to thank uh, uh, Tijuana Flats and Cadoba Mexican Grill for some excellent food there. That was a real blessing. So, um, you know, right now the main thing is to get 3,000 petitions very, very hard in the state of Florida to get on the ballot. So we're approaching 1,000, but we still have a lot more work to do. We will be at the uh, Great Day in the Country event. We have a table there on the, the Saturday, I believe it's November 9th, all day long. Uh, so if you want to say hi, sign a petition, um, you know, I'll be there all day long. And last time we, we got about 1,000 petitions in, in that one day. So we're, we're excited about that. If you want to help out, you know, go to grantmalloy.com, um, contact me there, or my self, cell phone's always in my pocket, and that's 407-928-2397. If you want to uh, reach out to me, I'm always happy to go around talking. I'm going to be speaking at a Women's Republican Club uh, coming up on uh, this week. Uh, have a, uh, I'll be speaking at the other Republican Executive Committee as well. I'm um, always happy to go out to legal women voters or any group out there and let them know, you know how the clerk's office is, is uh, making life better in Seminole County. We're speaking with Grant Malloy, clerk of court and comp trailer of Seminole County. And Grant, specifically, we're talking about his campaign kickoff event last Thursday and his his um, focus and his mission, of, if he were to be reelected um, for the next term and the things that he's done um, in, in this term on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Grant, we have about a little bit less than three minutes, and I would like to have you address one thing specifically. You know, it, it was, uh, I couldn't help but reflect, especially after I left. You know, I was at your original campaign kickoff back uh, when uh, you uh, announced you were going to run for Seminole County Commission when you were, you know, a, a huge underdog. In fact, there were, you know, three candidates in that race, and uh, the so-called conventional wisdom, insiders, media pundits, whatever you might recall them, uh, local version of the swamp, <laughs> I think might be accurate, um, you know, had had you pegged as a, as a far distant third place uh, to the point where, you know, um, some of them didn't even, you know, think you were even relevant to be a candidate, and, you know, especially up against a, a long-term uh, uh, entrenched uh, uh, incumbent, uh, Republican incumbent. But anyway, as we all know, you, you won that uh, campaign, uh, thanks largely to the you know, the the grassroots element, the citizens, the anonymous citizens, if you will, who got out and supported you. But anyway, a, a big part of you, your focus then was 
on the on the Seminole County Commission, which you fulfilled was one to be responsive, just to be somebody who was there if, if a citizen needed uh, to talk to their elected official, their county commissioner, whether that person is uh, liberal, conservative, moderate, middle of the road, Republican, Democrat, non-affiliated voter, independent voter, just to be a servant of the citizens. But also, um, going a step further in terms of practical terms, um, being somebody who held the line on government spending, uh, who, who would even stand up and fight what you uh, saw as, as wasteful or non-necessary government spending. And that was kind of an identity that you carved out there. Um, now in your role as clerk of court, it's a different responsibility. It was a different role. It's a, it's an administrative role. Um, but once again, you know, you're, you've demonstrated, um, your ability to, to, you know, execute your office in a way that, that serves the citizens of Seminole County um, in a better way. Can you just address a little bit of the nuances in, in your different roles, but kind of the, the, the way that you continue to, I guess, have the same mission, if you will? Right, and uh, it is quite a bit different. The nice thing uh, as being a clerk is I'm independently elected. I work directly for the citizens. We need to go just a little bit, bit over. So there's a lot I can do with just out trying to get two other votes. You know, I can make decisions a lot quicker. I can operate it like a business. And we do have, uh, you know, some discretion when it comes to reviewing billing. As I mentioned, one of the items that we caught was uh, a invoice that got as high as over $9 million when the actual uh, correct amount was 42000 So we're looking out for taxpayers' dollars on a daily basis before we uh, send out uh, payments. But I find this job very rewarding because I can operate like a business, and I always recognize that it's the people that put me here. I never had a chance when I ran. Uh, nobody gave me a chance, but the citizens gave me this opportunity, and I'm not going to let them down, and I'm always going to be accessible and uh, listening and trying to make a difference. Well, thank you for joining us briefly to give us this great update, and we'll continue to follow your uh, progress on your campaign and as you uh, execute the duties of the office. Thank you, Roger, and it's GrantMalloy.com for the campaign info. I sure appreciate it. Grant Malloy, candidate for, excuse me, the current clerk of court and comptroller of Seminole County, and of course talking about his um, campaign kickoff and his upcoming um, campaign for re-election to that office. We're going to take a quick break on the Roger Frank and William Show. When we come back, we look forward to being joined by Pastor Blake Lawrence to come over and chat with us for a few minutes. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Okay. 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 Welcome back to the Roger Frank and William Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. In a moment, we'll be joined by Pastor Blake Lawrence, founder of Blake Lawrence Family Ministries. About you know, he always has exciting things going on with his ministry, um, his mission of service, and he's going to tell us about some of those in just a moment. Before we go to Blake, I want to let you know that our program and all the programs you hear on our stations, FM 94.9, The Answer, and AM 950, The Answer, are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic. I want to let you also know that Dr. St. Germain 
has worked with athletes at all levels, from youth sports to elite college and professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, proud to be voted best chiropractor for now 10 years in a row. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Now let's go to Pastor Blake Lawrence. Blake, it's great to uh, catch up with you, and thank you for joining us today on the program. Well, it's great to be with you, Roger. It's always a joy to be on your show and to share the good news of Jesus. And I know you always have interesting things going on in, in your mission of service, uh, irrelevant, um, significant things, ways that you're helping people, ways that you're serving uh, the Lord. But I know specifically, first of all, I'd like to have you talk about uh, you know, an exciting golf tournament that you have coming up. You've talked about that on our show before, but it's not that far away right now. So I'd love to have you just kind of refresh our memory, uh, refresh our listeners with the information about your upcoming uh, golf tournament. Yeah, this can be a great event. We've never done it before. And, uh, you know, God really worked a miracle in this. And he he, uh, tied us up with some really good uh, family people who own uh, and run and operate Gatorland. And uh, so we're putting on a golf event with Gatorland, and uh, all the money is going to go toward uh, missions, our local missions and the, and the world outreach that we do. And so it's going to be at, on October 26th at Black Bear Golf Course up there in Eustis. And uh, lunch will be invited, uh, included and also breakfast. We actually have a, a first watch restaurant from uh, Winter Garden is going to give us a, a breakfast that morning. So that's something new to add. But uh, uh, we're going to have threesomes, and then we're going to team up the threesomes with uh, pro football or uh, pro baseball players, either one, and uh, we'll fill up the course. The course is almost full now, so that's very exciting. And uh, But we still have room for a few more, just a couple more spots open. And uh, so they can go to BlakeLorenzFamilyMinistries.com, BlakeLorenzFamilyMinistries.com, and register. It's only $300 for a threesome. And that does include the breakfast, lunch, and then we're going to have some raffles and uh, some uh, uh, great uh, prizes and, and contests. And one of the neat thing is, you know, I went to Rollins and played baseball at Rollins before I went on with the, the Cubs organization. And uh, uh, we had a great uh, competitive spirit games with, uh, of course, with FTU, and then it changed to UCF way, way back then. And so we've got guys from uh, Rollins playing and the UCF FTU playing. And so we're going to have some uh, little uh, uh, infighting there, a little competition. We've got a special trophy for that, and uh, (laughs) so it's going to be a lot of fun there. Calvin Lingobach, who was uh, was a great player at uh, FTU UCF in baseball and basketball, so I've got to know him a little bit. So he's bringing out some guys, and there's other graduates from UCF, and then uh, my connections with my baseball buddies and others with Rollins. So uh, we're just going to have a great time. And it's all the blessed people. It's all, you know, there are so many hopeless people around the world, and uh, they feel nobody cares about them. And when you go and visit them, whether it's in a village or out in the wilderness, where we go sometimes out in Zambia, uh, they're just overwhelmed with love that somebody cares about them. And, of course, that opens their hearts up to Jesus and to God. And, and uh, so we're going to be able to bless a lot of people. And, uh, so, and if you can't come, hey, we'll take donations. Uh, because it, it, not one penny is going to go to me 
or our ministry, uh, uh, as far as like flying me over to where I go, everything's going to go to our partners and our local outreach here in Central Florida. So it's going to be a great time, October 26th at Black Bear Golf Course, and it starts in the morning at 8.30. We're speaking with Pastor Blake Lawrence on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. He's the founder of Blake Lawrence Family Ministries. And Blake, and I know if, if you're involved in it, it'll certainly be a, a fun and exciting event. I And I do want to, you know, as you've mentioned, the proceeds go to your ministry and the things that you do to serve those in need, you know, not only you know, well around the country, I mean, around the globe, actually, you know, literally. Can you now take this opportunity to share with our listeners uh, some of the things that you'd like to have them know about Blake Lawrence Family Ministries? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Roger. Uh, well, one of the exciting things is uh, I've been the pastor and uh, doing the evangelism and the mission outreach, and now my son, who uh, is, uh, gosh, 34, 35 years old now, him and his wife have taken over being the pastors of the, of the church part of the ministry at, at, at Encounter Church, and uh, they are doing a super job, young, dynamic couple. They've got three young kids. Uh, so they're very family oriented, and uh, we just did a, a, a local outreach at a, at the park, Warren Park here in, in South Orlando. And what a time on Sunday! We just blessed and loved people. We had a clown there painting the kids' faces. Uh, we had a bounce house. We're giving out snow cones, hot dogs, and we met so many wonderful people. And they're just looking for a fun place—not just a fun place, but a, a, a place that is serious about Jesus and living out the Bible, and uh, preparing the way for his return. So we're very excited about that, uh, uh, with my son taking over. And uh, then the mission work we have, i got to lift up Cuba. The people in Cuba are fantastic people. I've been going there for almost 20 years, two, three times a year. Uh, it's like walking into the Book of Acts. There's miracles, signs, and wonders. The people are so hungry for God. They're so oppressed in Cuba, and they are really being persecuted now. Uh, they and the, the country is suffering because of Venezuela. Uh, what's happening there? Uh, they have they don't even have fuel. Uh, electricity is being cut off. They can't get emergency services. Uh, they're hard to get food. Uh, we're really praying for them. And then the church itself is being terribly persecuted by the communists. So all these people who talk about you know we ought to be socialists, we ought to be communists, come with me to Cuba and see the real Cuba and how people are afraid to say anything, they're oppressed. We really need to pray for these wonderful people that live in Cuba that are just suffering now uh, because of their under communism and socialism. Uh, so I want to lift that up to you. We've got many great friends in Cuba that need our prayers and support right now. And, in fact, we can't even get visas anymore to go down there and minister to them. Uh, usually, again, I've gone three times a year, two, three times a year, I can't even get down there to minister. You can go as a tourist, but you can't do anything ministry-wise. So we've got to really pray for them. Uh, they're being harassed, uh, just terrible things. So I lift that up. Uh, now, another neat thing is, is we're always, uh, we have a great mission to Israel and blessing Israel. And now we finally set the date. Uh, we have this event every year, and uh, now April 21st in uh, 2020, it's the day of the Holocaust Remembrance. We're going to have a great gathering at the Rosen Plaza Hotel, and uh, it'll be uh, all morning long. We've got the governor invited, 
inviting Senator Rubio, state government officials. We're going to have some leading Jewish speakers and leaders, and it is going to be a great morning of blessing Israel and uh, just raising awareness of how uh, we are called to stand with our Jewish brothers and sisters. And uh, so that's on. That's going to be April 21st, so you need to save the date, and we'll get more information out about that. So uh, God seems to have us involved in lots of good stuff, so we can't help but uh, praise him and, and uh, just give all our love to Jesus. No, thank you for sharing those exciting things with us. You know, and as you were just uh, speaking, I was thinking, you know, before you came on, I, I shared with our listeners, I said, you know, Pastor Blake Lawrence always has a lot of exciting, interesting things ta- uh, happening in his mission of service, and that certainly, you certainly demonstrated that, uh, you know, thus far with sharing just a few of the things that you have going on literally ar- around the globe. Um, and, and that leads to my next question. Can you share with us, we've got about three minutes, um, and we could go uh, to another segment, too, if you'd like, but um, if you've got a few more minutes. but Yeah, whatever what, you've got, um, I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> what, led, you know, what, it, what led you to take your ministry in this direction, you know, to, to go literally uh, uh, around the world um, to minister? Yeah, well, uh, one, my father-in-law was a great pastor and evangelist, and uh, he was a great role model to me. But it all really flew uh, flows out of my relationship with Jesus, uh, and I've shared my testimony before, so I'm not going to go into that in detail, but uh, after I got released from the Cubs, my life was empty, it's fallen apart, and uh, I cried out to Jesus, and he came to me, he saved me from my sins, he gave me a whole new life, a great wife and family, and out of that, uh, I was a pastor, but also always doing evangelism for 25 years, and then God called me in a very remarkable way, the Holy Spirit came to me and spoke to me and said, it's time for you to go to the nation, go to Israel, and go to the churches. And so 10 years ago, we established this uh, ministry, and uh, we've been going out to the nations since then, and, of course, going to Israel and around, even, of course, locally here, but also the churches around the country as well. And it's been a great blessing. Uh, one of my great... Gosh, where the Holy Spirit's led us, and that's what we always try to do, how we're going to be led and where we're led by the Holy Spirit, is that we have teamed up with my longtime friend, Delbert Groves, in Zambia. And uh, we he established a new life center up in northern Zambia, which is at the border of the Congo. It's called the Copper Belt, where most, most of the copper in the world is produced. And out of that great ministry, uh, planted probably, I think, 250 churches. We've done crusades and... Uh, uh, conferences, training leaders uh, for the last 19 years there, and uh, the church is just mushroomed and growth, and uh, Delbert and Sandy are, are just fantastic. they got a great team over there, and now we're going to help them. Uh, they're going to start a whole new New Life Center down in Livingston, which is at the southern end at Victoria Falls. They've already purchased the land, and uh, we're going to help them uh, build the building and create a whole new center, and it's it is literally a center of hope and life that transforms communities and so many lives. Tens of thousands of lives have been, have been transformed in Zambia, probably even a million lives through their ministry, and we partner with them. So no, uh, yeah, no, that, that's, that's very exciting. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> if we've got to uh, kick that break down, when we come back, friends, we'll continue to be joined by Pastor Blake Lawrence, founder of Blake Lawrence Family Ministries. Before we go to break, I want to give you this quick word about our friends over at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair, which is your one-stop center for all your lawn and garden needs. 
they're pleased to announce the addition of steel outdoor power equipment products. Come by and see their impressive showroom at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail, which is north of Apopka between Plymouth Renner Road and the 429. Apopka mower and equipment repair. They sell the best and fix the rest. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to have you joining us today. It's always great to be with you for a few minutes here every week as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, as well as other topics that are relevant to our Central Florida community, and especially uh, community-oriented projects and charitable projects as well. So many people doing a wonderful job giving back, helping others in our community. And that's part of our mission on the Roger Franklin Williams Show is to share that good news with you. One of those people is Pastor Blake Lawrence, founder of Blake Lawrence Family Ministry. And we're talking to him about the numerous things that he's involved in, all related to sharing the gospel and helping those who are in need. We'll go back to Blake in just a moment before we do of course I want to give you this word from our friends over at friend our friend Glenn Tatum and our friends over at Glenn Tatum Septic Service. Glenn Tatum Septic Service offers services for both residential and commercial customers. Pumping your septic tank is probably the most important thing you can do to protect your system. With proper standard maintenance and by being aware of your daily living habits, you will greatly improve the life and health of your system. Find out more helpful tips at TatumSeptic.com. That's TatumSeptic.com. And, of course, contact Glenn Tatum and Glenn Tatum Septic Service if you have any needs or problems with your septic system. Also, I want to let you know about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair. And, of course, let you know that if you are Anyone you know, especially you, have the need, need to find an auto repair shop that will care for your car, truck, van, SUV, any other vehicle with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car, and I've taken it there for literally for 20 years. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. If you want to find, and if you need to find people who care for your car with, with excellence and dependability, but also with integrity and fairness for a reasonable price, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus at Sheeler Auto Repair, 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. And please be sure to tell them 
Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now back to Pastor Blake Lawrence. And Blake, you know, I'll just let you share anything uh, other that you're that you're working on or did you like to have uh, have our listeners know about? You've talked about your work okay, in Cuba, well. you've talked about your work in Israel, Zambia, even also the upcoming golf tournament on October 26th at Black Bear Country Club. You um are almost filled, but you still do have room for a few, for a, a few more, uh, you know, threesomes. So anyway, um, what, what else would you like to share with us? Well, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, is really heavy on my heart because we all love America. We love the United States of America, and it, despite all of our imperfections, we're still the greatest country in the world. I don't doubt that, especially since I get to travel around the world. Uh, I don't see any place that really compares to the United States of America. So we thank God for that. But we're in the battle for the soul of America, uh, for its conscience. Uh, and we have drifted so far away from biblical Christianity uh, that I don't think many people even know what it is anymore. Um, and I, I hear these uh, stories, and it just, it just horrifies me. Like uh, Max Daver is a good friend of ours. He's the head of Liberty Council, and he's out in, California now, uh, defending the woman who Planned Parenthood, she exposed Planned Parenthood for all the evil things they're doing uh, with these babies, and they're trying to put this woman in prison. And in the testimonies that have they've been, I've been reading about through Matt, uh, he needs a lot of prayer, this woman needs a lot of prayer, the state of California needs a lot of prayer, that they are literally... Through these testimonies, they couldn't hide the truth because they had to tell the truth on the witness stand. They are literally doing abortion where they go in and they take out the beating hearts of these babies. While they're still alive, they're taking out abortion. As terrible abortion is, this is like a horror story. And the media and the churches and the politicians, it seems like nobody bats an eye over this horror that's happening throughout our country. And Stanford University is involved with this. And they would say, well, we're trying to do good. You know, we use these babies' hearts. And, but my gosh, this is this abortion industry that's happening in America. Uh, this is going to bring judgment out of us. We don't stand up for the truth. As you know, the saying we, we often use, if good men do nothing, evil will triumph. And uh, so I'm a little worked up about this. And there's some other issues like the China thing. And, uh, you know, Steve Kerr, he's a great basketball coach. And uh, I'm a big Chicago Bull fan when they played, won all the championships. But for him to say, well, no one's perfect, and this thing over the NBA with China, and, uh, you know, maybe he's misquoted, I don't know. But, uh, you know, the communists in China have killed tens of millions of people since they took over in 1949. And uh, they're really uh, putting the hammer down in Hong Kong now as they're trying to have their freedom. And we need to stand up for these things. We don't need to say, oh, nobody's perfect and compare them to our imperfections. We haven't killed tens of millions of people uh, in the United States. The, 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 you know, that would be like, uh, what would Steve Kerr say if I said, or you said, well, you know, Hitler and the Nazis, they were just, you know, nobody's perfect. My gosh, we would all be horrified by that. Why don't we stand up for the truth with China? And, and you know, you know what it is? Uh, Jason Whitlock, who's a famous... Uh, uh, sports reporter, uh, he he's put it on the head. He says Nike, they're they're a forty billion dollar industry, and you know these guys can have all the moral platitudes they want, but it comes down to money and power. 
And, uh, you know, when Jesus spoke up against money and power, uh, they put him to death. So we've got to lay our down, lives down for Jesus, not be afraid to speak up and know about the issues of our day. Because if we don't, the evil will overtake us. And uh, uh, so... <laughs> I don't know, Roger, you want to talk about that a little bit? or You, you know, actually, I'm glad you brought it up, because I was going to talk about that in our final segment. Um, yeah. You know, and you're a great person to speak with it about, especially since uh, the great work that you do all over the world and your awareness of, of what's happening all over the world. And, yeah, I, I agree with you a million percent. Uh, of course, I've been disappointed in the NBA, the way they've handled this. Not surprised, though. Um, right. You know, just I begin to great, get great insights into um, this this kind of situation with the NFL. You know, their deplorable behavior the last several years, actually, uh, and I've lost right. all confidence in uh, you know both the National Football League uh, administration, if you will, um, and leadership, um, as well as NBA. NBA. And yeah, I, I do want yeah a quick point I would make or two. You know, I. <laughs> No, you know, I, I guess I guess the NBA doesn't surprise me. Adam Silver and and, and the, you know their their you know terrible, deplorable um, you know response to this, which as you said, is essentially to try to uh, to censor uh, one of the one of the, the the rare people in their league that that was speaking out against uh, communist totalitarianism right. and, and supporting freedom, um, and to slap him down, if you will, um, but. But for Steve Kerr, in particular, for two reasons, the first and and huge and biggest reason, his father was killed by terrorists. Steve Kerr's father mm. was murdered by terrorists. Um, That's right. Yeah. And and you know, to, and to think that he's has this kind of lack of discernment is disturbing. And then secondly, he's one of those guys, and there's several coaches and a lot of players in the NBA. They're always seem to be speaking out on social issues and and at, frankly criticizing you know traditional American values. He's been very explicit about um, criticizing President Trump, and you know very quick to to speak out on any injustice he's. He, he perceives taking place over here, but he can't even, um, he's got such a lack of, of discernment. He can't even, you know, see that, to, that to China or speak out against China as a, as a brutal totalitarian dictatorship. Yeah. He's, he's lost a lot of credibility in my, my uh, mind and uh, some of the other coaches as well. And, you yeah, know, Pop, Popovich, you know, he's always spouting people, off. Yeah, Pop, like, they gotta be good people and want what's best, but that's the, the danger here. When you get away from biblical Christianity, you begin to call evil good, and you call good evil. And this is where we're crossing this line with, with what's happening in America, and we've got to stand up for in love. We want to do it in love. We don't want to be hateful or uh, attacking, but we've got to stand up for the truth. Jesus stood up for the truth. He never compromised on the truth. And, of course, you can't know the truth unless you know the Word of God, and you're led and powered by the Holy Spirit, and and uh, uh, it's it's we've got to stand up. I'm I'm excited. My I, I probably shouldn't say this, but my son, who's the pastor of our church now, he is even thinking of running uh, to be a district uh, state representative in our district because we have a woman who represents us who's uh, with Planned Parenthood and all kinds of, of things that are evil. She's talking about. It's unbelievable when you listen to what she's talking about, and yet she's our, our state representative here in our district. And, uh, yeah, well, let me jump in. I would, totally yeah, I would encourage that, definitely. We need we need more good people to run, and, of course, he would have to certainly be aware that he would come under extreme attack from the so-called well, mainstream I media. I told him that. I said they probably, 
pull out all the stuff I preached. And I said, because uh, we got the same name, so I said, yeah. be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's a great preacher. He stands for the Word of God. And uh, so he's not afraid. He, he really has a passion to say, you know, we've got to get. And the Republicans have a lot of great leaders. I'm, I'm independent. Uh, but I, well, I, I told a, a political gathering the other night, I'm so upset. I want my Democrat friends to hear that I love you, but I'm never, ever going to vote for the Democrats again until they change these radical policies that, that they're, so, you know, with this pro-abortion, what they're, they've just crossed the line, uh, this socialism. And again, you know, God, I'm not saying God's a capitalist, but it's the best system we've found uh, to bless. It's brought more people out of poverty uh, than any other system we've ever had. Obviously, there are abuses, and there's always going to be abuses because we're sinful people. That's why we need a Savior. But uh, I'm excited. I hope my son does run, and, and we're going to have to get all behind him because he's got a powerful machine with his Planned Parenthood. And again, you know, Planned Parenthood, I'm sure, does a lot of good things for women, but that's no excuse for evil. See, that's that's where we're blurring the line. Uh, you know, uh, I hate to say it this way, but Adolf Hitler... And, and uh, Ayatollah Khomeini and Saddam, they all did good things, but they did terrible evils, and we have to confront that evil. So doing good things is no excuse to do evil things. No, thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, you know, up to our, our you know, end of our time on this segment, I appreciate you joining us. And, yeah, I'd love to learn more about your son's campaign. I think that's uh, I would encourage him. Um, as long as he goes in with his eyes wide open, um, but I'd love to uh, maybe we can have him on the show sometime and 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 uh, you share his uh, his story, yeah, and his ideas with our listeners. Him. Yeah, he would be wonderful. I'm sure he would. Uh, he just, by the way, he just got back. He's got two degrees from uh, Oxford, so he he's pretty sharp. He's up to date on things, and uh, and when you combine that with someone who believes in the Bible and is filled with the Holy Spirit and loves Jesus, that's a powerful combination. It really is. Well, thank you, Pastor Blake Lawrence, for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, we'll be back in just a moment. Um, please, please stay with us for our final segment. Hey, Blake? Yeah. Hey, thanks. Yeah. thank you very much. Hey, Blake, thanks. That was good. Hope I didn't get too riled up there. No, I'm glad you did. I was, I, I've been wanting to speak about that anyway. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, um, You know, I, I thought it was, was perfect. I'm, I'm glad to hear about your son. Yeah, just, uh, I guess yeah, I'd love to meet him. I'd love to get him on the show. Maybe you and he can come over sometime. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, he's quite, of course, he's my son, so I'm prejudiced, but he's quite a young guy, young man, and, uh, uh when is this show going to be on? You let me know. Yeah, I'll send you an email. I mean, if you have the email from before, it'll be on the same times. But but yeah, I'll, I'll send you an email. Okay, you resend that if you would, please. I yeah, okay. Go out there, but that'll be great. All right, right Roger. Okay. God bless you, man. Thanks for putting me on. You're welcome. Look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah.
Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Glad you're joining us. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to, first of all, say hello to our regular listeners, many of them longtime listeners that go all the way back to the first year of our program back in 1998. In fact, along those lines, Grant Malloy, who was a guest earlier in the show, was a, a guest on our very first program, which was actually um, on you know, recorded on December the 31st, 1997. Our, our program kicked off in the year 1998. Uh, Grant Malloy, who at that time was a newly elected county commissioner in Seminole County, joined us, and it's great to see Grant continuing his service for the citizens of Seminole County, now in his role as clerk of court and comptroller, and you know, being continuing to be true to the very principles and agenda that he had when he set out uh, back in 1998. He hasn't been corrupted by the system, and not to sound cynical or anything, but I'll have to have to share you, just share with you from my perspective as someone who has been you know very closely involved and I would say very heavily involved. Um, in politics over the last 20 years, uh, that that's rare. <laughs> it's rare at the federal level, at the state level, and at the local level. So it's wonderful to see the way that Grant has developed, matured, learned, but he still has that, that core burning passion, despite taking some, some brutal slings and arrows, some brutal attacks from all across the spectrum, even, you know, <laughs> from his own Republican colleagues, um, uh, continued to persevere fight through it, and continue to serve the citizens from his his original mission of wanting to be a servant of the citizens. Um, also, it's great to, of course, hear from our friend, Pastor Blake Lawrence, and it's always exciting to hear the great work he's doing. And we'll go back to, I have a few thoughts I want to share with you before our show ends, and it, it fits right in with our final moments of our discussion with Pastor Blake Lawrence, and it just concerns the the tone, if you will, the um, the landscape of political discussion in our country, particularly as it relates to the media. And I think one of the really big problems, core fundamental problems that we have is the way that the mainstream media um, has disintegrated, if you will, um, to a complete lack of standards, to a complete lack of standards in terms of reporting stories or playing a role of, of objectivity, playing a role of, of balance and fairness, and playing a role of, of disseminating accurate information, and particularly from have abandoned the longstanding practice of having a wall between news, which is facts, I would say news, you know, at, at you know, certainly the way that I was trained at the University of Florida School of Journalism and Communications was that news is fact-based. News is about facts, just the facts. News is not a forum for the reporter to interject your opinion, to slant a story, to to reflect your opinion, um, or, or to be utilized to reflect the reporter's opinion. Uh, news is a just the facts, ma'am. Who, what, when, where. Commentary is where you interject your opinion, and there are two different different 
different distinct entities in a news operation. Well, that sadly has completely uh, been blurred to the point where what we now have now is basically left wing propaganda and Democrat, you know, you know, ten, you know essentially uh, pro Democrat Party uh, and Democrat Party candidate propaganda uh, from <clears throat> you know news sources that are, whose original mission. Uh, and back in the day, I would say most of them did a pretty decent job, even though it was probably slanted somewhat to the to the liberal side, but it was still for the most part credible. Um, but now most, I would say, virtually all of those institutions, news institutions, have really uh, succumbed to a whole new new standard, which is actually a lack of standards of reporting. And that, of course, that would be CNN. I'm talking about, I always like to give specific examples, um, not beating around the bush here, CNN, CBS, NBC, ABC, of course, all the, the their various cable offshoot networks, MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's incredibly disturbing. And I would put the, the daily newspapers, major daily newspapers in that category, the, the news magazines, and um, of course, you know, immeasurable websites and um, uh, just you know, essentially uh, virtually everything that's that's identifies itself as main, so-called mainstream media uh, with the possible exception of Fox News. And, um, you know, they're even trending more certainly to the middle from what I understand. And um, and of course, with the, uh, talk radio is, is an exception. I mean, talk radio uh, provides a phenomenal resource and uh, for, for our citizens because it's not part of this. Um, you know, left, left leaning or left, left wing, not, it's not even leaning anymore. It's full blown left wing. Um, so-called mainstream chorus. Now, of course, talk radio is opinion, but it labels itself as opinion. This show is not a news show. It's an opinion show. And I'm the first one to say that that's the, 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 you know, label that loud and clear. Uh, what I'm talking about are organizations, let's just use uh, CNN for an example, which at one time were, you know, based on the premise of being a, a legitimate, quote-unquote, news organization. Just the facts. Report the news. Uh, if there's a negative story about Republicans, report that. If there's a negative story or that reflects badly on Democrats, report that. If it's a, a, a negative story uh, about some, um, you know, conservative organization or, or group or leader, report that. If it's a negative story about some uh, liberal organization, group or leader, report that. Well, that's out the window. Now, what you've got now is ne- what I have termed narrative journalism. And that's what you, and of course, journalism is, 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 is not, no longer even journalism. Narrative reporting would be a better, or, or, or you know, narrative uh, commentary is where the 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 objective, if you will, the the purpose of the news story, quote unquote news story, uh, is to uh, is agenda oriented to advance a certain agenda, which essentially is now with the left wing agenda or a pro Democrat party or pro specific Democrat candidate. Um, that's the so called news now. It's not a matter of being balanced, objective, fact based. It's about okay. Uh, let's see. We want, uh, yeah, we want Hillary Clinton to win the election. So we'll report that all the polls show that Hillary Clinton's uh, leading in the polls. Prime example. You know, in fact, even after the polls closed, and, and their uh, YouTube is filled with, with with these videos. Virtually every mainstream media source, uh, television networks, um, were essentially reporting that it was going to be a Hillary Clinton landslide. Now. And I guess the big central question is, 
that I have to ask, that I ask, and many of you do as well, um, is that because they were uh, that incompetent? <laughs> is that because, gee, they just, you know, all of their models, all of their, you know, all of their research, all of the ways, uh, things that they use to, their metrics for the way that they um, use to predict elections, uh, the outcome of elections, were completely off this time? I can tell you, generally, pretty much their predictions are pretty much, uh, you know, pretty darn accurate. Um, you know, I remember the Romney, uh, the Romney election when they were reporting, gee, uh, uh, Romney looks like he's going to underperform, and, and he did. Um, but, uh, boy, it seemed like, you know, all, all the elections, certainly in, in the pre-election, oh, my God, it's a fait accompli. You know, Trump might as well just fold his tent. Um, you know, there's no way he can win. You know, uh, it's going to be a Clinton landslide. All that reporting, all this fact, supposedly fact-based, based on polls, scientific data, et cetera, um, you know, you led the mainstream media to report a Hillary Clinton landslide. And, and of course, you know, we all know what happened. So my point is, w- was that just some kind of a mass uh, breakdown um, in, in, in uh, you know, their, their facts, a mass breakdown in their competent level? Or were they pushing an agenda? <laughs> I would suggest that they're pushing an agenda. I would suggest that uh, they were uh, reporting polls that were, were essentially bogus. Um, that's what I would suggest. So my, my point is that's an example to me, in my opinion, of narrative journalism. Pro, uh, a, a story, say, for just to use an example that, that, uh, about Kamala Harris. I suspect any, any mainstream media uh, profiles or you know, stories you're going to see about uh, Democrat candidate Kamala Harris are going to be positive. I would just suggest that. Um, I, w- I would suggest that uh, any any stories you're going to see about President Trump are going to be negative. I would suggest that there might be negative stuff out there about Kamala Harris. That's not going to be reported. <laughs> I, I, I assure you. I, I would suggest that there's going to be positive things about President Trump or or any other Republican, name one, <laughs> name a Republican, um, uh, positive things that might not even be politically related or or um, political issue related, um, somewhere somewhere some Republican is doing something good. You're not. I just I'll just tell you you're not going to hear about it in the mainstream media because it's narrative journalism. The narrative is already established. The information to fill up the piece, whether it's a TV report, internet, um, online uh, reporting, uh, newspaper, print. It, 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 it's good. The facts are going to be accumulated. I mean, I mean, the information, not the facts. The information is going to be put together uh, to to fit that narrative, which is, the narrative is going to be pro left wing, pro politically correct. Uh, the narrative is going to be anti traditional American values, anti anybody who's remotely conservative, anti anybody who's remotely culturally conservative. Uh, that's going to be the agenda that you get, and. Uh, and I, I particularly think that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy because it, our country has moved so far away uh, from, you know, the, the, the standards that our media, our mainstream media at one time had. And, and, and it's especially a tragedy because the role of the media is so vital uh, to our, uh, our freedom. <laughs> First Amendment, First Amendment wasn't <laughs> the, the 13th Amendment or the, the 12th or 11th amendment, the first amendment was the first amendment. That was the first thing they wanted to get straight was freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly. Um, so it, so it is going to have consequences because, uh, you know, like it or not, 
the mainstream media still uh, is consumed by tens of millions of Americans. The mainstream media is still considered to be uh, an accurate resource by tens of millions of Americans, and even those like myself and many of you that that don't see it as accurate uh, can be subtly, uh, subconsciously brainwashed by it. Um, But anyway, that's going to wrap up our time today. I do want to give a shout-out before we go to our friends Vito and Rhonda Ferret Network Sound and Video, where your memories last forever. And I want to let you know that if you have any outdated media, if you have precious memories of your life on outdated media, Vito and Rhonda can get those updated to modern media. They can preserve the things that you have. They can do wonders that I don't even have time to talk about right now. I want to tell you how to find them. NetworkSoundandVideo.com. Go by and see them at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard, Longwood, or just go old school and give them a call at 407 407- 834-8555. Friends, thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 